When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Showtime with Goop. Insightful BS from my Laker legend friends and my NBA friends. Today we got the man himself, Mr. Gene Banks. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful. I feel honored. I'm on your show, and uh, let's have to, uh, one thing I want to say to you is that we are representing our hats today, so I'm just letting you know. I heard you crack a little joke, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you like Bob McAdoo. He always got North Carolina, something on with North Carolina. When you went to a good basketball school, Coop, you know, you got to represent the hat. When you go to a, when you went to a good basketball school, you got to represent the hats, you know? Listen, tell him, Ari. Tell him, Ari. That's, that's I'm going to pull my Lobo hat out one day. But uh, <laughs> real quick, Gene, um, what was it like growing up in Philly? Well, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people, they, they said I went to West Philly, but I, I grew up in South Philly, really. And then, uh, and like, also like Andre McCarter, the story behind him, he lived in South Philly and went to Overbrook, which is in West Philly. I lived in South Philly during the time, you know, the ethnic background and so forth. Uh, uh, it was beautiful during the time, you know, we talk about the bloods, the Crips, uh, that you have in California. The Philly gangs were really off the chain at the time back then. But the difference was that the, the gangs back then was interesting because if you play basketball, you was an engineer or something like that, they, they wouldn't bother you. They'll hem you up, you know, you had, you had to fight through it, but they let you go. You know, it's different than what they do now, but, uh, it was a beautiful time going there. I, I lived with my grandfather for a little bit and, and my dad we went back and forth, but I, I, I loved it. Uh, the time growing up, uh, I was very, very fortunate. Uh, well, they must not have messed with you too much. What, you about six, eight? No, I'm going to tell you, I was, re- Coop, I was really small. I was really short. I, I, I just, I think, in junior high school round in seventh grade, uh, I sprang up like six inches, five to six inches. So I was like a little short dude, skinny, like a JJ Jimmy Walker kind of thing back then. Um, and, and, and guys wanted to kind of pick on me at one time because I didn't like to fight. I didn't believe in fighting. Uh, I come around that corner and knock my, 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 my books out of my hand kind of thing when this was in grade school, but on during that time. And I didn't like to fight and they would just wanted to fight just because I didn't like to fight. Uh, but then when I sprouted them six inches, uh, and like in seventh grade, I'd come back around the neighborhood like, yeah, you know, 
They they wasn't have they didn't want to go they didn't want to go toe to toe. So I started getting some muscles and the whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting time back in Philadelphia. I remember also during the time uh, they had the surplus and everybody cracked about the government cheese and all that stuff, you know. And we went to that. I remember going in the line and and uh, you had those big silver cans of peanut butter and, and all that stuff. You know, we didn't know we were young, so they were giving out. The, you had extra surplus cheese, so we went through those trials and tribulations in South Philly. But I loved it. I mean, it was it was it was a great up, upbringing at the time. You, you eating all that eating all that cheese and everything. How long were you constipated for? About a week or just a couple of? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is a thing. I am kind of somewhat lactose intolerant, so <laughs> I wasn't a big. You know, the grilled cheese. You know, I don't know if y'all when you grew up, we had the, the grilled cheese thing. Thing was 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 major. Grilled cheese sandwiches. We didn't have a lot in the refrigerator. We had mayonnaise sandwiches, tomato sandwiches. A lot of us had those experiences where a lot of people don't know about those things, you know, in, in our culture. But uh, we make do with what you make do. But, uh, no, I, I wasn't a big cheese guy. And, and the constipation thing, you had to be very, very careful. Like I said, lactose intolerant. <laughs> so when you went to Duke, Mike Krzyzewski was not there yet, right? He was there at the end of your career at Duke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my senior year was Coach K's first year. Wow. Yeah, so I had Bill Foster. Bill Foster was the one that got me uh, uh, to Duke more or less, and uh, and and I enjoyed the uh, the time there. And I really wasn't going to go to Duke. I mean, Duke was like in last place. I knew nothing about the school. Um, it was really divine intervention. Um, Philadelphia had the Big Five. You had Penn, LaSalle. You had the Villanova, St. Joe's. Uh, University of Penn, the South, Temple, Temple. Um, and they wanted me to stay home to bring back, uh, Big Five basketball. I, the, the schools I chose was Michigan, Notre Dame, NC State, Carolina, uh, and, uh, UCLA, UCLA. And I had one more left to go. I took the, I took four trips. I took, I went to Carolina, went to state, uh, I went to UCLA and I went to Duke. Now I love the trip to UCLA. Now, y'all live out in California. You already know. I ain't got to tell y'all why people want to live out in California. So, um, and I, and I, I think I, they took me over. Marcus Johnson took me over to the, the Playboy Mansion. You know, so. Did you, did you meet Sugarloaf over there? I didn't see Sugarloaf, but I know there was cinnamon, cinnamon diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. If they would have had the letter, national letter of an intent to sign that day, I would have signed it. But why did you? <laughs> I would have signed it that day. Uh, I like Gene Bartow. Gene Bartow was uh, was uh, coaching there at the time. Uh, Marcus was there. Uh, he, he showed me around. Uh, and it, and they, they were really high on my list. The only thing that kept me from really uh, kind of going Andre McCarter went there. He came from, from the coast and again, and John wouldn't change his name a little, which is great, which is fine, but, uh, it was that, that East Coast going over the West Coast had been a long way. This, I wasn't afraid, but it was just something in my mind, uh, mm-hmm. about that transition. And then the thing with Duke, my English teacher, uh, he would always brag about academic institutions and blah, 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 blah. Make a long story short, uh, Duke sent me a, a book on the brochure of the school. Not of the team. <laughs> so the team was in last place for like four or five years. So, wow. so I had this book. I went over. He was giving me tutoring. He says, "Oh, fine institution." I said, "I got one more trip. I got to visit, and uh, I don't know where I'm going to go." He says, "You should go there for a trip." Blah blah blah. And to get him off my back, 
I, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go for a trip. I, it wasn't no best. I'll go down for a trip. And, you know, me, myself, and uh, Albert King, Magic was not considered the top player, but he was a top player. He was a top player, but Albert King and I were considered the top two players at the time. Uh, and I went down there to visit and they, you know, they rolled a red carpet. I, you know how that is. And, and it was a small, it was a smaller school compared to the Michigans and the NC states. Um, I saw a diversity of different people, Asians and, but there was a small contingent of black, black folks that were there that were pretty cool. Uh, there were positions that now mind you, everything wasn't still, they still had some issues down there with some things, but not like it was a price of more of a private school. So anyway, um, when I came back, uh, I was able to come back to my house from all the recruiting. I told my mom, I said, mom, I really don't know where I want to go. You know, every school is just as nice. I mean, 17 years old. Everybody's kissing you behind. Michigan looks good. Carolina looks good. State looks good. Um, and she, I went up to my room and she said to me, son, she says, I want you to stay in here. I want you to pray about it. And she closed my door and she locked my door. She never ever locked my door before. She made my brother and sister stay away. Um, my friends, and she locked my door. I laid down on the bed. And here's a funny thing, which is one of your teammates. I remember seeing Norm Nixon. He had, he went to Duquesne. And he had mm-hmm. a shirt, had Dukes on it. Had the Dukes on it. Uh, they sent me a brochure. It didn't have the S. You didn't see, it just said Dukes on it. So my mind with that, with that visualization, when I laid down, remember Norman, seeing Norman, that, that Dukes thing, I dreamt playing for Duke. Uh, and I dreamt wow. about the season, blah, blah, blah. And my mom, you know, we raised, we, I was raised Pentecostal. My mom always believed in, uh, visions, you know, visions will, will, will tell you where to go. Uh, and I woke up the next morning, I said, mom, I know where I want to go. Just like that. She said, well, wait, you know, let me call the principal, blah, blah, blah. Everybody wants to know. Uh, he said, wait, you know, blah, blah, blah. Come up here two or three more hours. So we're walking up to schools. It's only five blocks away. We're walking up to school. Uh, and I was like a kid. It's like my mom took me to kindergarten. You know, I'm walking and here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the biggest decision of my life. Um, I don't really know if this is the right decision. It's not like the day these kids already know where they're going because they're trying to go pro and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, what I'm going to try to do. And I'm walking there and I'm scared a little bit. I'm going to make the decision. No one knows I'm going to make this decision go to do. Um, wow. so I'm walking, man. And also my mom looks down at me. I look at her. I'm like this little kid here. We go to kindergarten. I'm scared. And she puts her hand in my hand. I'm not making this up. She puts her hand in my hand. She smiled at me. She said, it's going to be okay. And when I looked up at her, when she did that, I was good, man. It was like that my mom gave me that strength to don't worry about it. whatever decision you're going to do. You're going to make the right one. And that was, I walked into the cop, walked in and told people, I'm going to Duke. <laughs> people like, what the hell? Does Duke even have a basketball team? <laughs> they went off. You know, people, they thought I was going to stay home. They thought I was going to build Nova, all that stuff. And they said, does they, do they even have a basketball team? My best friends, they had all kind of did. You know how when you might have been recruited, your boys always talking to somebody behind the scenes, setting something up. I had all these groups of guys doing stuff behind my back, setting stuff up, thinking I'm going to get this decision, getting whatever the case may be. And when I said, Duke, they lost their mind. <laughs> well, that shows you, Gene, that God is good and he'll yes. always be in yes. the right direction. Uh, do you have any regrets going there? After no, I mean, you know, it, it, you, Coop, you know, the funniest thing about all the dreams and the things that happened, you know, we went to, the, we went to the final, the championship game my, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Right after that happened, you know, I go to school there and we, this actually, everything I basically dreamt about, I'm not making this up. The games, winning of the games, we go to 
with a, with, with, we're all freshmen and sophomores with maybe one, one junior. And we go over to against Kentucky. That's when Goose went nuts on us. But, uh, uh, we, we had that experience. It was great. Um, we were, we became America's team. The problem we had the following year, we were number one in the country. And that was the year that Magic and them Burden played. We were supposed, we got knocked out in the final eight. Uh, but we started smelling ourselves. We're number one in the country. You know, we, we lost, we lost a, Sports Illustrated did a, a story on us, uh, all week long and it was supposed to air on that Monday. We go to New York for the holiday tournament. We're playing Ohio State one night Friday and we're playing St. John's the next night. We're, we're pretty much undefeated. We go up there. We're up by 17 points against Ohio State. We lose that game. The next night we play St. John. We're up 15 and a half. We lose that game. The story that Sports Illustrated spent time all week, watchers wake up in the morning, the whole nine yards, they scrapped the whole story. Didn't even, <laughs> didn't even get aired. Didn't even get aired. What was Coach K like as a, you know, a first year head coach in 1980? Like that's going to be crazy. What makes Coach K so special? Uh, the way he motivates. He's, he's a, he's a great motivator. He knows how to get into, uh, your psyche. Um, when he came in, he was 30, I think I was 20, one, 2021, 20, he was 32. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, he, he was really stumped on, he stands on his grounds. You gotta remember he's a military guy. So he believes in structure and he believes in concepts with, uh, letting people do their position, but he's really great, uh, in his motivation and being able to talk to deal with guys like that. Um, and that's what the, I got to tell him. I said, the one thing I regretted, not regretted, but the one thing I, I wish, I wish I had another year with him. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he knows how to make adjustments. He'll make adjustments on the fly. He'll make some, but he, he stands by his principles and he'll stand by, uh, the things he stands with. Cause after I left there two years later, they were like catching hell, you know, and he was almost going to get fired. Uh, but mm-hmm. Bob Tom Butters, the AD, he was the only one that stuck by him. all those Duke fans and people wanted him out of there. It was crazy. But he just said, if they just stay, stay with me and stay strong, we're going to be okay. But that's one of his strengths. He knows how to get into the, the psyche in your head and in your heart. So, Gene, as a senior, you start filling out, you come up. And, you, and one thing I've always said about you is you had probably the perfect body. I mean, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, just chiseled to an Adonis. Uh, you have a so-so season, but you get drafted by the San Antonio Spurs. What was that like? Well, you know, the thing was, I, I, I had broken my wrist. I went up, uh, I went up to block a shot in the NIT, uh, against Northland A&T, and the guy cut his legs for me, and I snapped my wrist. And it, this is four or five months before the draft. Um, and, uh, so now I'm up there projected to go a certain level. Now some, I drop down, I get, I get picked 28th, which was really the second, going into the second round. The Spurs didn't have a first round pick, but uh, they had the first pick in the second round. Uh, and I was, Upset, man. I mean, everybody was going before me to play guys. You, you can, you know how it feels. Guys yeah, that you played yeah. against and bust them up, man. And they going high and I, I'm, my head's down. And then the Spurs called me. They had a group of people behind them and they, they started cheering. We got a first round and the second round, blah, 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 stand all back call. And then they go there with the Iceman, you know, the Iceman. And then they had the Bruise Brothers too. Uh, it, it, that, that really built up my spirit because I needed that tutelage. You know, from the old heads, you know, coming into the league. Because the league, back then, you had to be a man in that league. You know, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
And Hemisphere Arena wasn't no joke to play in. No I, joke. I, you guys were tough uh, with Alan Roberts and all the guys right there. Um, what do you think about your career? I thought my career was 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 wonderful, and I and like you said, God is good because you know when I went to Spurs, I came off the bench, uh, and then the following year uh, we went to get Artis Gilmore. Uh, we got Mike Mitchell. You know, Mike Mitchell came. We made the deal to get Mike Mitchell, uh, and I wasn't even I was third on the depth chart for that spot. Paul Griffin and Rastani and somebody else was ahead of me for that spot. They they traded Mark Oberdane. so now we got this going this next year, uh, and I just worked my my behind off. Cause I can, I know how to play defense. I can bang down low, but also when that ball go up, I'm out. I learned to just get on out there and get on the break and, and that would change it. So I, I, I broke the starting lineup and the rest was history with the Spurs. And, uh, and then I get traded, uh, to the Bulls, you know, Stan gets the job. He left San Antonio after two years and then he got with New Jersey. Then he got the job with the Bulls and his first acquisition was bringing me in. I was in China. With Doc and we was on some something with my wife and all of us, and I saw on the news Stan Albright gets a job and he's acquisition. He got he came and got me. Um, when I got on that team, they had Michael, they had Quentin Daly, they had they had, a, they had a, you know you, you saw the last dance. So, that was Michael's I, rookie year, right? No, that was the second year. Second his, year. The second year that when I got traded, but he, they they cleaned house a little bit with some of these guys when he he got me in there. Orlando Woolridge was there. Uh, Quentin Daly, Quentin Daly, they still had the situation where they were doing, um, protesting because Quentin, something happened with him raping a girl in San Francisco. Then he got to deal with the drugs. He was gone midway after training camp. Orlando was doing really well. I was really supposed to come off the bench for Orlando. And, and Iceman was there too, right? Huh? Iceman was there too, right? Iceman came, Iceman came only because Michael, that's when Michael broke his foot. You know, Michael broke his foot that year. Right. Very right. early. Uh, and that's when Stan got, Stan went and got uh, um, ice, but also what people don't know is Jerry Krause sat me and ice down to talk about John Paxson. He wanted John. He, he was he was not going to get John Paxson, but he asked, us, "Do you think this would be?" And I'm not putting no pat on my back or anything, but we sat. He was really serious. You know, Krause. We called Krause all kind of things, but he, he was just saying, "He said, do you really think we should bring this kid in?'" I said, "You think he'll help us?" He said, "Like now, ice, you know, Gino, you know. What do you think?" I says, "Yeah, it'd, it'd be great. You know, he, he'll be okay." He says, "All right." I'm going to go with your word. And that's how Paxson wound up in, in Chicago because he wasn't going to do it. Oh. So, so you were on the foundation of that team building. And, I mean, sometimes you don't reap the benefits because – but it's people like you, Gene, that come in and set the stage for what happens. And then you get a story like The Last Dance. Yeah, I, you know, I, I appreciate you saying because when Michael broke his foot, it was it was weird because it was like he wasn't even around. I mean, they took him away. He came out of California doing some stuff. Even when he came back – he didn't, you know, in, in some ways you would be pissed off, you know, like he, he didn't really come again. He came in one or two games. He cracked a few jokes. He never was really a part of that. And, uh, and it wasn't so much that I was trying to be the leader. Just, I said, listen, it's just us, man. We got to go ahead and, and do what we can do, you know, and, and we just had, we had Granville Waiters. We had Corsi. We had, we had a bunch of red type of guys, but we, we hung in there, man. And when we, we dug and we dug, I got my first triple double. We playing against Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph and them on national TV because they were hoping that that was going to be the game Mike was going to be, but it wasn't. They still had to have the game. Stan started me at point, cool. He started me at point, bringing the ball up, setting the play. It was just showing it, showing a different what. And I got my first triple double during that game. Man, it's, safe, it's safe to say you're the first point forward. It's still a <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
It's, it's amazing. I got a triple double, and we beat them. And we yeah. beat them. Myself, Granville Waiters, Sadell Free, Paxson. We had Oak, Oak, Oak was there. You know, Oak, Oak's, he's Oak. You know, that's how he was. So we just had a ragtag bunch of guys, man. And, and I, and I, that's the thing that I love about what my career, my career has been really, I'm thankful to God because every time it was something shifted and changed and, and I got these opportunities and, and, and it just kept on going. The bad thing about it, I ruptured my Achilles. I ruptured my Achilles, uh, uh, right after my second year with them. And that changed, and Doug Collins came in, and I'm not gonna say anything bad about Doug, but Doug, Doug was, excuse me, he was an asshole, you know. He's, <laughs> just a, but he's a good guy, and his son used to be next. We were very close, but he, Doug, Doug was, he thought he was still, he still could play. He's a coach, and him and Oak almost got into many fights. I had to break them two up, many fights, because Doug thought he can go ahead and, you know, I don't know what he was thinking. I think he was crazy, but and, and Oak, the, you know, Oak don't play around. <laughs> So that leads me to my next question, G. You know, so many kids are going out to the NBA. Uh, they play a certain amount of games. Some people don't even make it. What would, what advice would you give to a young player in today's game that uh, gets with a team and gets injured? Like you said, you blew out your Achilles. What would some advice that you would give them to give them encouragement? Well, the one thing the guys, the, 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 the first thing they got to do some mental, some mental thinking because and automatically to say that you, you're going to come back. The one thing I never thought that I was done, uh, that, that mental part is the major key is, okay, I'm going to get myself back. I know I'm going to get back. That's the main key is dealing with yourself within. And then the next thing, as you well know, Coop, and, and you've dealt with this working out, your workouts got to be twice, twice more than they ever been. You got to venture in and you got to pull out whether it's running hills, you know, pulling cement. I was doing that kind of stuff, lifting up cinder blocks and that kind of stuff. Uh, and just doing twice more. So the, the, the mental part, but then the, the physical part, and now they got all these trainers. They got a trainer for your ankle. They got a trainer for your elbow. You know, they, they get guys are getting jobs for just, oh, uh, we're going to, we got your, 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 your advisor's coming here to lay a pill under your head and he's going to read a book for you. And these guys are getting six and six figures, man, for this. So, you know, these guys, I can see why they, they see spoiled as hell. But, so that's what they got. They got to get away from being so spoiled. And you see how Kobe and you see how LeBron, how them guys work, man. They ain't, they ain't good because they just good. Them right. dudes work hard. So now I know why I couldn't get that body because I wasn't lifting up no cinder blocks and them big old tire trucks and. and, tire <laughs> no, and but, you know, I, I really wasn't a big weightlifter. You know, it was it, it really was God. High school, we didn't have none of that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. um, and then when I got in the pros, I only did it when you know when we they said you got to go in the weight room. That's the only time I did it. And when I did, I did it, and I and I it was never a big thing where I looked to go to the gym. And do I, I rather went out to to the club and and, and dance or whatever than than doing that. But it was really God given. Uh, but then when I did do it, I, I really went all in, and uh, that's it, I, I'm very I'm very blessed when it came to that. Really, I am. Everybody talks about that, but I am very blessed with that. Hey, you listen to Showtime with Coop. Uh, our guest is Gene uh, Banks. And we're at that point now, Gene, where I have something I call the lightning round. I'm going to give you some names. Uh-huh. Tell me a little bit about them, okay? Okay. James Worthy. Jeez. One of the baddest boys ever. When I played against him in college. Uh, does everything. Just, he, he, you don't have to just, you don't have to bring your A game. You got to bring the whole alphabet to play against him. <laughs> uh, you already talked a little bit about Coach K, but give me some more about him. 
Um, the great thing about him is that I like him for his, 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 uh, humanism. If you watched him in the last week, he does really, he knows what it's all about, uh, about the players. He had to learn that. So, um, he makes it, he learned how to make adjustments and he's treated my, my daughters and my, me so well. That's what I love about him. William Shakespeare. Um, I, I, this was studied about William Shakespeare with the fact that I heard there was another guy that was as good as him, but he's, William stole some of his stuff. I'm doing some more studying about that. So I think he was great, but I think also there was some stuff going on with William Shakespeare. The literature is great. The storylines are good, but I think he also stole some of that. So he's a thief. Uh, I'm going to be real nice. <laughs> I don't have, listen, I don't have all the facts. Okay. I don't have all the facts. Uh, uh, John Wooden. Uh, the epitome of basketball. Um, if it wasn't for John, James Naismith being the founder of basketball, John Wooden would be the guy that you would put up there as you say basketball, John Wooden. Amazing. Great point. George Vervin. The Iceman. I would play in games where I would sit down. I ran out of bounds one time and I sat down and he was making a move. I didn't come back in. There were people, I was sitting there eating popcorn with the people watching. I'm, there's only four guys out there. He was that, as you well know, he was that amazing where, and he made it look so easy. He really made it so, so easy. Don't sweat. Um, but I love his brotherhood. His brotherhood was just amazing. He was, he's really good. The smoothest guy ever. The smoothest guy ever. A good dude. On and off the court. Yes. Uh, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway, I love the fact that learning concepts with him when he would write his books and go away to the, the, the island, I learned some history about that. That's a cool thing. He That made me, anytime I went to a, a, a Caribbean somewhere, I'm always talking, put, put my hat on, I'm Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, Gene, tell us what you got going on. What I got going on now is I, I was in Canada for, for a year and a half doing some stuff with Olympia Sports Camp, but I'm not doing it anymore. I'm back here. I have my own podcast called The Bank Shot with Gene Banks. And I, 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 couldn't, shoot a bank. I couldn't shoot a bank shot, so I'm definitely going to come on your podcast. You gotta, I got to <laughs> get you because you got, people don't realize you got an awesome story too, Coop. We played against each other the, besides the championships. You've also coached uh, women's basketball. That's in itself for a man to coach women's basketball. That's serious because it's a different mentality, a different way of coaching, but they get it. Um, and I won two titles coaching women's basketball. He, he, he's earned it. He's, he's great. And I, and I watched him. I was down in Atlanta when he was down there, uh, because I was good friends with Lisa Borders. You know, she, matter of fact, Lisa and I were boyfriend and oh, girlfriend. Beautiful lady. Beautiful oh, Lisa. Yep. She was, she was my, my girlfriend at Duke during those yeah. two years. And then, uh, we broke up because she graduated. And she says, well, you know, G-Tank, you got two more years. I'm not going to stay here, blah, blah, blah. You got a lot going on, which I did. You know, we, we had a lot going on. <laughs> so, Listen, y'all couldn't have a long-distance relationship? <laughs> she was, she graduated. She, you know, she, she went back and, uh, it was in and out. It was, it, it wasn't complicated, but you know, I was like, okay, okay. But you know how, you never miss your water till your well runs dry. You know, she went back May, August. I'm calling her up and blah, 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 blah. Next thing I know, her sister says, Gene, she's gone. I said, what? She's married. I said, whoa. She got married in four months. <laughs> yes. I cried like a baby. I ain't gonna lie, group. I cried like a baby. You know, you oh, know, like, I, you know, I have one of those genes where you, you, oh my God, I let yes, someone get away. So yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but we reconnected and, uh, we, especially when you were coaching, we reconnected and we started spending some more time. So we're, we're very close. We're, we're, we are, we're diehard close friends deep to the end. I love her to death. All right. 
No, I, it's a fascinating story. I, I wonder how, what was your time like in Israel, playing in Israel, and and you know, I mean, Israel is so big now in basketball. They've just had a player come over, be one of the best basketball players ever to come out of Israel. So, what was it like when you were there playing? It was the great. I played in a lot of countries, but it was one of the most fun times ever in my life. I enjoyed it. I went over there. You know, you saw the soldier with the guns walking around, but you get comfortable. That's not scary. You know, you you it, it's. You know, it's it's one of those things where you get indoctrinated and you feel it. And when I went to, I went to a team that was supposed to finish like in tenth or twelfth place. We went to the championship, almost like Duke. It was almost like Duke. Um, we went. To, we had a guy named Andre Andre Spencer. I don't know if you guys knew that name. He you know, I, he was like a Michael Jordan type player. Uh, we went to the champ. We beat Maccabi Tel Aviv in Yaliao, which holds about twenty thousand. They were the Yankees. You know, they lose maybe if they win lose one game, they go nuts there. We beat them. And I'm playing somewhat center forward, um, but I had a great time, man. You know, I, I wore my sunglasses all the time. I, I, I posed, I posed naked <laughs> in a magazine. Oh, I had a ball, man. And Israel, you know, the, the women there, oh, it's, it was, it was the greatest time of my life. It was really some of the greatest times of my life. You learn Hebrew? Gene, your porno name wouldn't be Buck Naked, would it? No, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't be Buck. I, I, I thought I had one of the pictures. It, 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 this guy made a T-shirt out of this thing, man. It was, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Probably playing at Google. Butt naked banks. Butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> Last Hebrew? question, Gene, for me. If you were playing in the NBA today, what kind of money would you command? You know, that, 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 that's a good question, Coop. Because even like when you play in your position, you 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 are slice. You do everything. You know, you 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 play defense. Especially defense is really key. So I, I would say if I looked at the numbers, what you would probably worth, you would definitely be, I would say like maybe 120 million. For, for you talking about me or you? Yeah, I'm talking about you. I mean, no, the, no depending on, the, depending I was thinking on, right around a three year, three year contract for about maybe 30 million, but no, <laughs> in today's game, are you not a no, guy? Yeah, you, you be, you be, you be, you be coming from a team, whatever, and, and your agent working out the way they're doing it right now, the way you played, not, I would say, you know, for five, five, six years for 100, 120. This, this, this is you. This is you. No, I'm Dude. talking about you. Uh, for me, <laughs> long wings who can defend. They get max, they get max contracts. Coop, what are you talking about? Yes, yes. Now for I'm me. Talking about jeans. I want your dollar figure. I, I, I was more like what you're a Damon Green type of player. You know, yeah. I, I played, played defense. Uh, I get on the break. I can hit the shot. Uh, my, I'm still, I guess I'm, I'm like 20th in the NBA for best field goal in, in, ever. Um, wow. Coop, I, I, I don't know, Coop, you have to answer that. You can, you can probably, I mean, if, if Gene, I would in, today's, in today's game and what they want to call this small ball, you would be a big commodity. I'd give you a five year contract at about 110 million. Ooh. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. 110. You I think like you can take care of your family with that? Oh man, I, I, I would live off a of half of that. I'll take the only half, put it to the side, and it's, it's the money they making now. It's, it's not even money, Coop. This is this is just ridiculous. And then you know what we were talking uh, the other day with Reggie Theus last night, and we we're telling about the money that these guys made. They should all come back and thank us for it because yes. the groundwork we laid in the '80s and the way we made basketball fun and enjoyable for them to really for it to expand with social media and the platforms they have in that area, these guys um, uh, really should be thanking a lot of us 
in the 80s and going back to the 60s with Jerry West. Oh, yeah. Hey, Coop, I, I, it's, it's really difficult to watch these games. I'm really – the only time I really watch them is in the playoffs. That's when they really yeah. knuckle down playing defense. It's almost like watching right. them guys playing like PlayStation or, or they, 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 they'll play defense, but then the guy goes by them and boom, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's tough to watch these games, man, except for like, when, like you said, when the playoff and they really got to knuckle down. That's what, but other than that, it's tough, man. Like MB, I, I love, I watch MB and he can really destroy the league, but he's just so, he, he wants to do just enough to, to, to shake it around. They all want to just be, feel happy. It, it's, it's a different, I'm not mm. knocking these guys because they're so talented. They jump higher now. And they do all. Think these that's a competition things. thing? Do you think it's like, like a competition thing, like where they're just not as competitive or they don't care as much? I, I mean, we we had a thing like you know, if we got the Lakers coming, we know we got to play our behinds off. Uh, artist wants to outdo Kareem. You know, uh, you know, we got to make sure Magic's not get going. Norm, we had this is what we had. Our thing was, uh, Norm, uh, Johnny Moore always had this thing with Norm Nixon. He he didn't want to see Norman, but Johnny, you a point guard. Norman has free will to go and shoot anytime he wants to. So he'll go out of his realm and he, he got to come back and shake it. He wants to hit, hit Norman back. No, Johnny, no. Keep your style. So he's going and artist gets mad because Kareem, Kareem wins round one and artist, he wants the ball. We got Mike Mitchell over. He was an all-star. We got Iceman. So we got out of our element a little bit. I just played the entire, I said, I'm going to do what I got to do, handle my business. I'm not going to get caught up in all that. Cause I'm, and that's how I was, but, uh, it, it, they don't have these, uh, these battles like they have anymore. It's, it's almost like, okay, I do, I, I did with you. Now I'm gonna come down. Let me come and shake and show you something. Right. It's, that's all it is, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. I go, you go for sure. Yep. Yep. If you miss, uh oh, oh yeah, cool, cool. Oh, he missed that. Too. I'm gonna come down to a four, a four pointer from half court. It's, 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 it's a real, it's a real game. It's a crazy game. That's why I love there West. You have it. There you have it, another Showtime with Coop in the can, insightful BS by my Laker friends and NBA legends. I love you, Gene. Thank you so much for taking some time out. I'm going to stay in touch with you because I want to obviously reciprocate this. I want to get on your uh, podcast, and uh, I got some things to talk about. But Gene Banks, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. And go on my website, www.genebankslegend.com www.genebankslender.com and it's, it's wonderful. You'll have fun. You'll see all the podcast shows on there. So enjoy. You guys have a good time. Love it. Enjoy you. Keep, keep doing great. Cool. And Gene, you look really good, man, for old, for a senior citizen. You know, it's really, it's really interesting that I got, I'm, I'm growing, I'm growing a beard. Last year, this was black. Okay. Look at this. Now look at this. It, it, it's dark. It, it's white. Well, now it, that, now it matches your hat. It's all white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you, Gene. Thank you. I'll see you, too, man. <laughs> okay.